0: Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2019, hour to a two. Of two promoting God, family, and country, and protecting life, liberty, and property, are goals. A lot of hard-hitting talk at your fingertips six days a week, ladies and gentlemen, six days a week. If you haven't heard, Donald Trump got impeached, President Trump impeached, two articles of impeachment, abuse of power, 230 to 197, obstruction of Congress, what, 229 to 198, Yeah. Republicans, none of them voted in favor of impeachment. It's partisan right on down the line. And now Pelosi says House may withhold impeachment articles. Delaying the Senate trial, Washington Post, where's the speedy trial? I mean, they're violating every reality that America has been known for. It is just a shame. Anyway, welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, You know what? You got to eat your Wheaties, as some say. You got to take your vitamins, as some say. We got rough times ahead, that's for sure. But ladies and gentlemen, let's not spiral down into fear. Let's have faith-filled folks standing for the sacred cause of liberty uh, with clean hands and open, willing hearts and just doing the best we can to save the republic, to stand for the constitutional republic that our founding fathers fought and bled and died and gave their fortunes and sacred honors for. And let's just celebrate Christmas and look to Christ for solutions. and. I mean, he is the author of our liberty and, and, and providing guidance and the Ten Commandments to help us know what we should and shouldn't be doing. It's very simple. And, hey, we want to be on the right side of not only the moral issues, but on the right side of history. And so there you have it. Let's stand together. And you know what? You need to eat good. You need to take vitamins. You need to be healthy. You need to exercise. You need to you got to have, uh, manage your sleep patterns, too. New studies are coming out about that, huh, Kurt?
2: Well, yeah, Sam, and uh, you know, the neat thing is, at least to me about this story, uh, I mean, most of us know you need to rest. I mean, it's not some uh, new thing, uh, but this uh, professor uh, named Lou Q.I., I don't know if this has anything to do with the Q, you know, but is a director of uh, Tulane University Obesity Research Center, Uh, They're in New Orleans, um, and, uh, well, they found that um, even for people that had a high genetic risk of heart disease or stroke, well, it appeared that they could offset. To some extent um those problems by good sleep patterns. Now, you know you've talked about these circadian rhythms and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, uh you know uh over the years. I remember hearing about that, thinking, wonder well, how you right how you spell that word, you know. Uh but um You know, the bottom line is these researchers say disrupted sleep could upset the hormonal or metabolic regulation of the body, increase the body's fight-or-flight responses, increase inflammation, and disrupt the body's natural circadian rhythm. Um, You know, those are fancy words, but what it really means, ladies and gentlemen, is get some good rest. Um... You know, get right with God. It doesn't say that in the story, but uh get right with your God, with your neighbors, and uh do the things you ought to do to take good care of yourself. Huh, Sam?
1: Yeah, and I agree with the research, Kurt. um They say, can good sleep patterns offset, quote, genetic susceptibility to heart disease and stroke? And I think the answer is yes. And they're kind of starting to discover some of this, Kurt. Um, And they go on and talk about what you got to have, you know, those who had seven hours of sleep do much better than those who don't kind of a thing. And then there's new studies that come out that say if you get too much sleep, it can be a problem too. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about sleep because I, I think the circadian rhythms are important and I think people need to understand it. light and dark and how much light and dark you put into your eyes matters and when. You put that light and dark into your eyes; it matters, and it affects your sleep. Your body's designed to be awake when it's light, and designed to be, you know, asleep when it's dark, primarily. Uh, and when you stay up super late with artificial lighting and stuff like that, and when you, uh, you know, stimulate your brain with artificial light and phones and tablets and computers and screens, if you will, um, you know, you can uh, tamper with your circadian rhythms. Now, your circadian rhythms adjust. With the natural uh, balance of day and light, as that changes throughout the seasons and such, then your body changes slowly with it. But as we tamper with these things, um, you know, we change time zones and force people to get up when it's dark and we stay up super late with artificial light and we then it seems to get all out of whack. And I bring this up because I believe that getting sleep is important, as you wisely say. And I think most people understand that, hey, we need sleep. But we're not just talking about sleep, Kurt. We're talking about sleep patterns here. You know, and you got to kind of ask yourself, and this is just, you know, I'm not very smart, but I ask these simple questions to myself. What is a good sleep pattern, Kurt, versus a bad sleep pattern? Any idea or any thoughts?
2: Well, I think the first thing that you're going to start with is you need to have a a good place to do that on a typical uh deal in other words you know you've got your standard like dinner table where you eat or whatever you should have a um, you know a good place where you normally rest and you should try to make it pretty comfortable and like you said uh you know less light and uh, you know more uh i guess you could say uh comfortable surroundings, etc. cetera. But um, I suppose what you're getting at is that, uh, you know, you've got to have these uh, uh, timing, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I tell folks, hey, when you're tired, you should rest. And when you're hungry, you should eat. When you're thirsty, you should drink. And, you know, that's pretty much the way God made you. You know, don't Yeah, that's
1: right. Things. You should do those things. But you should also foster common sense, you know, Ideas. For example, the more you follow the natural sunlight patterns, the more you sleep when it gets dark as opposed to artificial light keeping you up for all hours of the night. You know, if you get a pattern where, hey, at 8 p.m., you get on your computer and work till 5 a.m. every night, and you got artificial light all night long, and then when the sunlight's in the day, and then you're tired and you think, I need to sleep, well, you probably do need to sleep. But it's not really because you need to sleep as much as because you've created this, in my opinion, um, disruptor. Right. And so I'm saying that you should naturally follow the sunlight when it's the sun goes down and it's dark is a great time to sleep. And when the sun's up, it's a great time to be awake. And the more you create consistency and the more you create, as you wisely point out, Kurt, an, an appropriate environment for sleep, which means, hey, it's got to be comfortable and it's got to be cool enough to where you're not hot and hot enough to where you're not freezing cold. And, you know, you got to create comfortable and you got to create consistency. And and then the more you follow the natural God given You know, light, dark cycles or patterns. And then the more you're consistent in those patterns, I believe the less tired you'll be during the day. But the guy that says, hey, man, I I start gaming at 8 p.m. when the sun goes down and I game till like 7 a.m. Man, when the sun comes up and then I'm I'm so tired, I got to go to sleep. I don't think that's what Kurt's talking about. Now, I agree that, hey, if you sleep and you follow the good patterns and you need a little more sleep because you're tired during the day because maybe you got, you're got you sick, uh, you know, you're maybe going to get sick and if you sleep, it'll strengthen your immune system or maybe, hey, you were not able to sleep as you wanted to because you had to do something uh, last night. Somebody had to go to the doctor or, you know, I'm not saying there's not disruptors. There are that are, you know, you got to deal with those. And you got to sleep when you're tired. But I also say that these patterns are critically important. So the reason I bring this all up is because they say good sleep patterns. Good sleep patterns are, hey, you do your best to sleep when it's dark and stay awake when it's light, and you make sure to make time for sleep. That's one of the things I think in our society we don't do well enough either, Kurt. We don't make appropriate time for sleep. We're like, hey, man, I can't sleep. I'm just too busy. I got things going on. And then you run for days and days and days, and then you wonder why you're, like, super tired. Well, that isn't because you need sleep. It is that you need sleep, but it's not because you need sleep. It's because you're denying yourself sleep by not making time for it, right? Uh, Or, you know, hey, if you stay up all night, well, you need sleep for sure, but it's not because you need sleep. It's because you stayed up all night. And, And I bring that up to say I agree with the sleep when you're tired and eat when you're hungry and those things. But I also agree that you need to set the stage For success, by making time for it and an appropriate environment for it, following the normal life or light-dark patterns, and I think that creates this circadian rhythms that are stable and 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 serve your body well. And uh, I think that you need to avoid a lot of the cell phones late at night, and the uh, you know iPads and the computers and things late at night, the TV late at night, and those things quite a bit when they say genetic susceptibility i think that there is genetics you know some people need more sleep than others and things like that but i do believe that we have a lot more control over this than we think and science is starting to bear this out which is basically hey can sleep patterns offset genetic susceptibility and i think the answer is yes i think we can really reduce heart disease and stroke quite a bit by the things we take into our bodies Uh, you know, you need good water and good food and stuff like that. And you need to avoid the bad things for you. You need to get appropriate sleep and exercise and rest. You need to do things that create work-life balance. So your stress is reduced. And I believe studies are going to prove more and more and more and more that there's a lot we can do, Kurt. You and my, I might have a little bit of a different susceptibility based on our DNA, but there's a lot of influence we can have on the outcome. Uh, and it starts with common sense, but it also starts with a little bit of understanding about how the body works. And the more we know about how the body works, the more we follow God-given natural cycles, uh, I submit the better off we'll be. Any final thoughts on this one? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot more news for you. By the way, <clears throat> CNN's reporting that, um, well, the U.S. obesity rate, half of America will, will be obese within 10 years says CNN. We'll talk about it. Liberty Roundtable Live.
3: Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him. In federal court with trumped-up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word "fight" to 444999. That's fight. F I G H T to 444999, or go to defendapatriot.com. That's defendapatriot.com.
4: and have some kids.
1: Americans are still too fat. That's according to a new study from what they call JAMA. Or JAMA? J-A-M-A. And uh, they say, you know, people That's are too fat. That's the Journal of the American Medical Association. Yeah incredible people they say two out of three americans are overweight or obese kurt and they say 50 percent will be obese by 2030 if we don't work together to stop it buddy now this is the problem that i have i don't deny that they may be onto to something but my problem is when they say we've got to work together who's going to set the guidelines and who's going to set the parameters of how we work together and that's a lot of my concern with this story cnn with the piece and um You know, CNN's not very politically correct on this. They're talking about fat, Kurt. And, um, you know, do you have something to say about this one, Kurt? Mm,
2: You know, uh, it it makes me think of the story a little while back where you learned that uh, the uh, officials in the uh, diabetes world uh, just re well, they changed the definition of what diabetes was, and then all of a sudden, a whole bunch more people had diabetes. Um, and in in the obesity world, it'd be the same thing. Uh, you know, I think uh, if you want to change the percentage of fat that people have to uh, declare them as obese, you know, then I guess you could say, hey, all of a sudden, America and the world has a lot more obese people. I it seems like to me, there's a lot better stuff we could focus on.
1: Yeah, they say if America doesn't collectively adopt better eating habits, healthier eating habits, over half the nation will be obese within 10 years. And um, then they talk about this body mass index and all that kind of stuff. But my question is several fold. Who's going to decide what the better eating habits are going to be, Kurt? Because I don't really agree with the mainstream view of what good eating habits are, first of all. Um, But what I find fascinating about this story is what we're really going to say is, Kurt, you're way too fat. You better eat better. But we're not really doing anything to educate and to provide answers or solutions. Uh, And what I mean by that is we're just saying, hey, Kurt, you got to eat better. But what about this idea that says, hey, are we going to talk about all the chemicals in our food? Are we going to really dig into a lot of these companies have literally done research and they're using chemicals in their food to get you addicted, to get you to where you don't feel full and to get you to where you eat too much? Are we going to really dig in and find out the cause of all this, Kurt? Is it just that Kurt's fat and Kurt needs to change his ways and quit eating a hamburger that's meat and eat a, quote, veggie burger instead? Uh, it, is that a, the answer? Is the answer that we've got to move more towards government- approved, packaged foods, that's what they want you to believe. Okay, look, the more we move back to a natural uh, lifestyle for eating, in other words, the less packaged the food is, the better. And most of these companies put chemicals in their foods intentionally, scientifically engineered and designed to make you fat. Uh, they're not. Their goal isn't really to make you fat so much as their goal is to get you to buy more and eat more and buy more and eat more. Okay, when you buy a box of cereal, they want you to eat the whole thing because then you need to buy another box of cereal. And I'm making this very simple, but I believe the real discussion, Kurt, instead of just saying, hey, half the nation's going to be fat unless we work together to solve it. Well, who's going to work together? What's on the table for real discussions? And I'm convinced that many of these big corporations have literally betrayed us. They know full well, for instance, that sugar in everything is bad. Okay, but I don't know, if you look at um, either fast food and or packaged food, I don't know anything that doesn't have a ton of sugar in it, Kurt. Can you name fast food or um, packaged food that doesn't just doesn't have a ton of sugar in it? I'm not saying there's nothing, but it's very little, right? The more you go well, back to God-ordained foods, then you don't have that problem, Kurt.
2: Well, that's right, Sam, but the, this all goes back to... Uh, at least to me uh you know um, i mean for example fat the word fat is just politically incorrect it's just uh negative and uh, so what they had they had done just a little while back is say hey that's going to be fat free you know so we're going to take the fat out of there but at the same time they just amped up the sugar and the problem is sam uh, You know it was in so many things in so many ways that the media couldn't really go after those guys uh, you know the standard media because number one they were paying their bills and so uh, I don't um, see that really changing so you're I think you get better um, what uh, nutritional advice from probably your bus driver than you would your doctor
1: sad but true and that's my point are we going to expose a lot of these companies that are putting a lot of these chemicals in our food designed to make us not feel full designed to trick the brain into thinking that you need to eat 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 you know the addictive qualities and property you know there's a lot of chemicals in our food especially the packaged food when you start to add sugar and a lot of these chemicals together no wonder people have a lot of these unexplained diseases and people can't hold their weight down and people can't control their eating and and et cetera, et cetera, and instead of just mocking people and going, hey, you know what, you're fat, uh, or, oh, man, you can't say they're fat, but by golly, we better work together to prevent this epidemic from coming. It's like a freight you're
2: gravitationally train. challenged.
1: Got to have government help us do this and got to mandate you know, the size of your drink, and you got to have government mandate this, and you got to approve that, and you got to okay, – we could back off a lot of that and highlight the truth, about how bad some of these chemicals are for you, highlight the truth about portion control, and then most importantly, highlight the truth as you talk about fat, Kurt. I agree that bad fat is not good for you. But there are a lot of good fats that when you take out of your diet, your IQ goes down, your ability to regulate your body's uh, functions is reduced, and what we need is a whole lot less sugar and a whole lot less chemicals in our diets and a whole lot more of the good fat, Kurt a whole lot more of the um natural eating and i don't mean just to you know get rid of meat i mean you know there's a lot of foods that are fine um, portion control matters so moderation if you will uh and i think that when you eat more naturally and you avoid a lot of the chemicals and you put good fats back in your diet and you um pretty soon you know what people don't eat too much cuz they're not hungry and primarily the mechanism that controls a lot of this is your uh, system re- related to your blood sugar, right? And if your blood sugar is out of whack, you'll be hungry and you'll feel sick and you'll think the only answer is to eat. Uh, but if you can get your blood sugar under control and you can deal with your endocrine system or um, your, um, Oh, what's it called? When you, uh, um, what do diabetics take insulin? Okay. You can get your insulin under control then pretty soon, hey, if you don't have spikes in your blood sugar, you don't get super hungry, Kurt. And if you don't have a lot of those chemicals deceiving your brain and manipulating your systems, you won't be near as hungry. And so I'm just saying it's interesting to me. They want to work together on this, and they want to continue to alarm, but nobody really focuses, I believe, on the real issues to solve the problem. And we see this in finance. We see this in government everywhere. The Hasbro story makes the point quite well. A different topic, but the principle is
2: similar, Kurt. Yeah, the headline uh, group demands Hasbro quit selling assault-style Nerf guns to children. Um, This is a New York um, state-based consumer group wants toy maker Hasbro to stop selling what it calls assault-style Nerf guns. Now, let's just stop Uh, there and say, what
1: the heck is an assault-style, Kurt?
2: Well, they look really cool i mean kids want them uh, you know they they look
1: neat i mean but they're not assault machine. style kurt in the hands of a god-fearing american who absolutely um respects life and understands the sacredness of life and would only use it for defense and for proper purposes it's not an assault style of anything
2: well it all depends on your definition of assault uh, we were doing some of this last night ourselves i got some of these little uh, nerf bow and arrow kind of things and they've got these little uh you know of course arrows and you can shoot them there but we didn't assault anybody with them we just actually shot them and they you know work pretty well and so uh but like you say uh some people just want to go off on this whole thing and uh you know uh uh <laughs> they Uh, at least Fox chimed in on this and uh, Fox portrayed this letter from this group uh, as part of a wider attempt to remake boys in the image of the political left there's nothing good that can come from the constant assault on boyhood she wrote this whiny letter to Hasbro demanding they remove the only play weapons of war left on the shelves as yet another example of it If the nincompoops who wrote it manage to get their ideas in front of New York lawmakers, it's almost a certainty they'll outlaw the toys. My suggestion is to go out immediately and buy as many Nerf guns as you can before they're gone. Uh, So anyway. And my response is, I like Nerf guns. I don't know about
1: assault style. I think that's a game they play with words. But I like Nerf guns because they teach children to be careful and they teach children how to handle guns Uh, I think there's a lot of value in having these guns in our society but we gotta teach the proper principles along with the toys God family country for starters
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land you're listening to liberty news radio
5: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
6: Two articles of impeachment against President Trump approved late yesterday after a day-long debate in the Democratic-controlled House. One article covers abuse of power, the other obstruction of Congress. At the White House, Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham says the president's not concerned.
0: I think this is actually better for our party, and I think that that's going to show in 2020. I think this is truly backfiring on the
3: Democrats.
6: And the president himself told a boisterous crowd of supporters at a rally in Michigan last night.
3: It doesn't really feel like we're being impeached.
6: (laughs) Meanwhile, former Trump White House communications director Anthony Scaramucci says his former boss is a, quote, lawless criminal. Major Trump supporter Republican Congressman Mark Meadows of North Carolina has announced he'll retire from Congress at the end of his term. He's a four-term representative. This is USA Radio News.
3: Get all your gifts at Banana Republic Factory. Take 50 to 70% off everything. Shop sweaters from 1999 and scarves from 999. Plus take an extra 50% off clearance in stores. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Get all your gifts at Banana Republic Factory. Take 50 to 70% off everything. Shop sweaters from 1999 and scarves from 999. Plus take an extra 50% off clearance in stores. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.
6: Some of the Democrats running for the White House are tweeting this morning about the impeachment of President Trump. Former Vice President Joe Biden calling it a solemn moment, but then arguing that Trump, quote, betrayed our nation. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders says it's a necessary day for American democracy. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren says she believes the House has taken an important step to hold President Trump accountable. Fewer Americans are filing for unemployment. The Labor Department reports this morning that 234,000 workers filed first-time jobless claims last week. That's down 18,000 from a two-year high in the previous week. Eddie Murphy set to host Saturday Night Live this weekend. It will be the first time he's been on the show in 35 years. Murphy made his debut on SNL back in 1980. The musical guest on Saturday night will be Grammy-nominated Lizzo. And this is USA Radio News.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I guess uh, moms in the news, huh, Kurt?
2: Well, not that's moms, right, Sam. Not my mom, but moms, no. in the news. And yeah. The headline here reads: "Mom claims daughter choked on zipper hidden in Walmart pie." Now, uh, you know, I I think every so often I've had something that I thought was a little unwelcome in a pie, but i have never. Really had a zipper in there. Uh, Anyway, they say when you take a bite of pie, there are some things you expect to taste flaky crust, spiced apples, and general sweet deliciousness. Unless you're chomping down on the tin it came in, you shouldn't be encountering any metal. Uh, But that's exactly what one mom is claiming her daughter nearly swallowed when biting into a piece of pie. The sweet in question was a small apple pie from Walmart, and the foreign object pictured in the after photos is a metal zipper pull, something you definitely wouldn't want cruising through your digestive tract, they say. Yeah, anyway, uh, they put it on Facebook, you know, with some pictures and a short explanation, Um, I guess... um, Well, they say, uh, so I went to the North Utica Walmart, bought some pies, and as my daughter was eating one, she started choking, and we found out there was a zipper in the apple pie. Thankfully, Merrick was able to deal with the situation level-headed, and her daughter is reportedly fine after the incident. We found it when my uh, kids were eating a snack, and my 10-year-old started choking on something. So anyway, uh, I guess moral of the story, just... You know, kind of chew slowly and make sure you got any of those zippers out of there. There you go. Here, you See,
1: I don't really it. know how this is news. Is there <laughs> going to be a lawsuit about this or what, Kurt?
2: Well, I suppose there could be. Uh, some uh, enterprising attorney's got to be there and go after Walmart for that and make all the pies cost more for everybody. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah, good plan man.
2: Merry Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, there's a student. Now, I don't know how you say his name, but it's like Safulikon. Now, this is not a con, folks. This is really, yeah. you know,
2: K-A-H-N K-G-N. is the right. guy's. But anyway, he's in the news, Kurt. Well, that's right. The headline from the college fix says, Student stews for $110 million after being cleared of rape charges, expelled anyway. He says, I trusted Yale to do the right thing, but they didn't uh and uh you know i guess according to the federal lawsuit filed uh this guy was expelled from yale uh following an allegation that he had assaulted a female student yet in march and this is back in Hall- around halloween 2015 yet in march of 2018 he was found not guilty by a Connecticut court on four counts. Glad they got the speedy
1: trials rolling for this yeah, poor Yeah, let see, 2015,
2: 2018. Well, anyway, now it's 29, rest, almost uh,
1: 2020, and we're still talking yeah. about,
2: you know. They say after conducting its own campus trial, the university permanently banned Con from campus in January of 2019. His lawsuit seeks compensatory damages for his lost opportunities and punitive damages necessary to deter the defendants from misconduct in the future. My question for you is, Sam, uh, do you think he's going to get some money?
1: I doubt it, Kurt.
2: You're going up against a university
1: with big money and deep pockets and classy that's attorneys. Right, but, he,
2: but he's got um, a name of South Khan. So he's got, you know, that going for him as, you know, he's a minority. And then, you know, if you get a big, uh, you know, pocketed university, even if he just threatens the lawsuit, they're probably going to settle Sam and so um, it'll probably do okay, but we'll see. I Maybe we'll never even hear any report on it, but, you know, that's that's that story. There you go. <laughs> well, hey,
1: I don't know with some of these stories what I think exactly, Kurt, meaning, you know, I don't understand how some of those stories make news and then other stories just seem to not make news, you know? I'll give you an example. There's a video of a girl, 16 years old. Her name is Carol Sanchez, and I guess they say she got snatched in front of mom, and they say it's a cheerily reminder that hey, gun control is taking guns from the wrong people. And there was a big story, and this whole thing went viral that this poor girl in the Bronx got kidnapped, and mom was freaking out.
2: But then the rest of the story, Kurt Bronx girl. Well, Sam, it, yeah. isn't the rest of the story that um, it didn't really happen, and it's yes. she faked it?
1: That's right. Bronx girl, Carol Sanchez, seen kidnapped in video, admits that it was a hoax, officials say. Uh, Now, New York Times with the, I don't know what you say, the debunk or the come clean on the story. I guess it turns out the family's from Honduras or something, Curt, and the girl didn't want to go back. And the family's, I guess, going to be either required to go back. I don't know all the details, but all all I'm saying is she didn't want to go back. And so she faked this whole thing with her friends. And uh, now her friends might be up on charges and all this kind of stuff. She wanted to get away from her mom. And I look at this and I say, first off, you had an Amber Alert go off on this thing, Kurt. You had the mainstream press roll with it. You had all these, and then you come to find out it's just a hoax? Um, Question, why don't we find out if it's a hoax first, Kurt? You know, now I can't blame all the media because oftentimes you just see a story and you think depending on who's reporting it you say, well, they've already vetted it, right? So you roll with it, but there you have it. So, anyway, um I just think it's very
2: strange. Any anything else
1: on this one, Kurt?
2: No. All right, Rand Paul's in the news. Well yeah, this story the headline reads Rand Paul's new book shouldn't be needed. Uh this is what John Stossel has to say uh talking to the Kentucky Senator as um the book's called The Case Against Socialism. Um and uh I thought he says I thought that case was already decided since socialist countries failed so spectacularly, but the idea hasn't died, especially amongst the young. Hitler socialism, Stalin socialism, Mao's socialism. You would think people would have uh, recognized it by now, uh, says Rand Paul in, in his latest video. Um, Paul echoes Orwell in likening socialism to a boot stamping on the human face forever. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is, at least I would say, is that you've got to continually promote good because evil's going to get continually promoted all the time as well, Sam.
1: Yeah. And the headline says Rand Paul's new book shouldn't be needed. John Stossel talks to Kentucky Senator Rand Paul about the case against socialism. Now, I don't understand what they mean by the book's not needed,
2: Kurt. Boy, howdy is it needed. Well, I mean, uh, what he's, at least John Stossel, is saying in his interview is that there's so much evidence that proves that socialism is a, uh, well, it's a fiasco. It's no good.
1: Yeah, but here's what I would uh, say to Stossel. You're right on the facts, on the evidence. But there's also evidence that government school in America is the 10th plank of the communist manifesto. Yet we have government schools in every neighborhood near you. What's up with that, John? So I get that the evidence is ample, but that doesn't change the reality that we're pointing out at all, does it?
2: Well, like he says in here, he says socialists get elected by promising fairness and equality, but Paul, uh, Rand Paul points out the only way you can enforce those things is to have an equality police, or a fairness police, and ultimately they show up with their, with truncheons. I don't know what truncheons are. You got to look that up, buddy. Of, uh, yeah the best kind of socialist leader, ends up having uh, to be ruthless because you can't be a kinder, gentler socialist leader and get the property. By contrast, capitalism, he says, largely lets individuals make their own choices. It's a direct democracy every day, says Paul. You vote either for Walmart or you vote for Target. By the you way, I trudge there's a police baton, feet. Kurt. Very well, good. Uh, you vote with your feet and with your wallet. People who uh, succeed are the people who get the most votes, which are dollars. And as long as there's no coercion, it seems to me that they, that would be the most just way of distributing the nation's economy. It's not perfect, but look at the track record of the alternative. He distributing? Says, uh, well, Paul says uh, Rand Paul says Stalin, Hitler, Mao, Pol Pot, Castro, Chavez, Maduro. It doesn't work.
1: Boy, howdy, is Rand Paul correct, and I think, I don't know why John Stossel would be saying it's not really needed. I mean, what's the value of that? Even if the evidence is ample, why not more, uh, I don't know what you want to say, ways to promote the evidence, ways to repackage the truth so people can hear it and learn about it and know it and understand it and, you know, get educated on it? I guess, I guess what I'm saying, okay, for example, you could say, hey, there's been Bibles around forever. We don't need any more Bibles, right, Kurt? See, I don't don't agree with that. I think oftentimes we need to be continually reminded of and and revisit topics. That's why on Liberty Roundtable Live, you know, we talk about liberty. We say a lot of the same things over and over and over. It's almost every story. We have a lot of the similar solutions, right? But I submit to you that it's because we need constant reminders and constant education and constant focus on things. Out of sight, out of mind is the point. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula, one goal. One aim, a strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose, nothing less. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, by a friend of Medjugorje, The Strategy of Heaven, Revealed. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.
5: The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. magazine.com just click on the shopping cart the loving liberty radio network salutes the spirit of the american west and those who are keeping it alive at range magazine
1: and the culture war battle rages on Netflix, at the heart of a very concerning reality check, Kurt, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, looks like Netflix movie mocks Jesus at most holy time of year. So Netflix now has a movie out mocking Jesus, Kurt. I guess the idea is that Jesus had a gay lover named Orlando, and uh, that was the, quote, first temptation, and, well, Jesus fell, Kurt, well... Since it's not really a temptation and being gay is the preferred method. Jesus only did what was right. See what I mean, Kurt? And they mock, in my opinion, the sacred. Dump Netflix today would be my recommendation, ladies and gentlemen. But did you see that, Kurt?
2: I did. I I figured you'd see it as well, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, I don't even know how to respond to this kind of stuff, Kurt. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just... I don't even know how to discuss it. It's so sad that they're literally just mocking sacred things so openly. I don't have a Netflix subscription, and I'd recommend folks get rid of theirs, too. The problem, Kurt, is becoming how do you get rid of everything that you don't want to fund with your dollars when it seems like everything has gone to the dark side? And what movie service can you subscribe to, Kurt? You know, you used to think, well, hey, I could just do Netflix and do the good movies. You'd think, well, I could do Vin Angel, and, you know, but, hey, they've been chopped off at the knees. You, and you'd say, well, no, Sam, Vin Angel's still alive and well. Yeah, but you've got to use another service to use VidAngel, Angel, whereas before you didn't have to. Well, what about these other services? I mean, even Hallmark promoting same-sex advertisements of marriage and kissing and whatever, how long till it makes it their way into the content? Do you want to fund that kind of stuff? Uh, you know, uh, so I don't know how to handle this, Kurt, but it's uh, it's almost like boycotting won't do any good anymore because where do you go? The good people, the Christian people, the moral people don't create institutions really, Kurt. Rarely. Rarely do they ever create anything. And so where do you go for movies now, Kurt?
2: Any idea? Well, it's a good point, Sam. Uh, I know this... Uh, last night we uh, picked up at my favorite store the uh, movie called Unknown um and uh, you know one of my favorite services uh, clearplay has the uh, you know the filters available for that and uh, we watched it on that it's uh, I mean, you know, it's true that uh, that gives money to some folks who are bad guys, I think, uh, you know. um, But at the same time, you're giving some money to good folks that are trying to get those filters available, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, is
1: ClearPlay online now or is it just on DVD, though? Both. Okay, so I can watch a movie online with ClearPlay?
2: Yes. And how do I watch it, Kurt? What source do I use to watch it? Well, they sh- they show you, they tell you on their website, clearplay.com. I know, but what what are the sources? I just use the uh, DVDs myself. I understand, but uh, do you know what I'm the sources are advanced. though? Is it like
1: VidAngel, where you got to you know sign up for Netflix or Hulu or Vudu or whatever they are? Mm. Disney Plus, and you know you got to sign up for all those, and you know that's kind of what I'm saying really is I appreciate the technology, you have to. Mm-hmm. but what do you? How do you watch movies otherwise? go to Amazon, go to Apple, go to, and the the problem that I see is there's just these big players are, have all capitulated. I wish somebody would come out with a Christian movie service that we could rely on. All right, SCOTUS is in the news. What's
2: that, Kurt? The president? No, that stands for Supreme Court of oh. the United States. Yeah. POTUS is the SCOTUS, SCOTUS is yes. the Supreme Court. There you go. That's right. All right. That's Glad I got that straight. And... This, what are you, Curtis? Uh, uh, I don't As think that's the any guy? of Those guys, yeah. Mm. Uh, but anyway, in this case, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro uh, has got this piece, and basically, he says the Supreme Court of the United States finds a right to destroy cities. Uh, he's decrying the decision to prohibit law enforcement from policing homelessness. Uh, I guess the um, Supreme Court effectively mandated continued legal tolerance for homelessness across major cities on the west coast of the United States, as was the Ninth. U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals recently ruled that Americans have a right to sleep on the streets, and that it amounts to cruel and unusual punishment under the Constitution to levy fines based on such behavior. That court, a repository, uh, this guy says, of stupidity and radicalism, uh, He says, uh, decided that riding a $25 ticket to people camping on the sidewalk is precisely the sort of brutality the Founding Fathers sought to prohibit in stopping torture under the Eighth Amendment. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Sam, I, I don't know if you want to tell us what the answer is to people sleeping on the streets. Well, or, here's
1: my personal know. opinion. Yeah. Um,. You know, when we say finds the right to destroy cities, Ben Shapiro decries the decision to prohibit law enforcement from policing homelessness. Now, I don't know what policing homelessness means, Kurt. And what I mean by that is, do I have the right to be homeless, Kurt? Is there a law that says I can't be on the street at a certain time of day or night? What's the difference between Sam going out at 3 a.m. and hanging out for an hour or two because I'm free to do so versus the guy that doesn't have a home to go to? In other words, is is being homeless a crime? Uh, And is there law enforcement action to be taken? And you would say, well, no, Sam, but these people, you know, they're defecating in the streets in San Francisco or they're uh, stealing or they're, you know, causing problems or they're using elevators as the public restrooms or they're whatever they're doing. Okay. You can arrest people for crimes. But is being homeless a crime? Is not having a place to go? What if you choose to be homeless? What if you're homeless by mistake? Well, Kurt, I don't know if you know, but 25% of America's homeless. Do you know where they live, Kurt? Uh, Outdoors? Nearly. Oh, Kurt, all the homeless live outdoors, my friend. Unless they're well, in a shelter, right? Good point. Come on. I didn't that say was, how they live. Their, where that they was live, the right? joke Kurt? about it, Sam. Sorry. Oh, really? Okay. Outdoors. So 75% live indoors? That means we've got 75% of them sheltered. Right? Yeah, good point. All right, anyway, they, just so you know, they live in California. 25%. Why is that, Sam? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. That's the point. I agree. So 25%. you know how many homeless are in America, Curtin?
2: Mm, no, I've not done any counting on this, so I don't really know. I suppose there's the homeless counters with, along with the, uh, you know, census takers. They're going to find out.
1: Well, so it turns out that nearly a quarter of America's half a million homeless people live in California. And a new report for The New York Times suggests that Oakland, California is now even worse than that of Mexico City, Kurt. And I look at that and it's shocking. But, Kurt, what policies run these cities? And the answer is, without being racist or anything else, the more liberal the policy, right? The more liberal the policy, the more you're going to see this become the order of the day, Kurt. Okay, so in Oakland and San Francisco and these places where there's a lot of homeless and all over California, you've got extremely liberal governments there that literally shut down any Christian organization that wants to make a difference you want to reach out and minister to these people and teach them about Christ? They don't want you talking about Christ. They'll shut you down. They'll arrest you on the streets. If you pray for them, if you pray with them, if you invite them in for a meal, you don't have authority to, you don't have a food license or a handler's license to do. If you want to give them a bed, hey, you know what? You don't have um, the proper authority and the licensing to give beds to the homeless. and, And they shut down at every turn any competition here. And these liberal extreme cities literally foster homelessness because taxes are so high. Look, how much is rent in California and most of these big cities compared to other places? And the answer is it's double and triple and quadruple. Why? Well, partly because the government controls most of the land. Partly because there's so many regulations to building new places. Why do people go to those cities? Because where do you go? I mean, let's say I try to create a city out in the middle of Nevada somewhere. Or out in the middle of Utah somewhere where there's just thousands of acres. I can't get that done. And so the bottom line is any real solution brought to the table, Curtis, flat out shut down. And any solution that is government oriented, that's, that's proven to be a failure based on these, well, this Rand Paul discussion, socialism is a failure. We know it everywhere, but these cities have such a hostile grip on their communities and the regulations and things to where liberty and the free market and caring for, you know, Loving the Lord thy God and loving thy neighbor as thyself, those principles can't flourish in a hostile environment of antichrist uh, in America, Kurt. And I would say that that's the problem and that's the answer. Get government to get out of it. Let the private sector work on it. Find ways. I mean, what if I were to put up a million dollars and try to to create a homeless camp where people could live in very simple homes and I tried to build a city? You think I could get it done? See, I don't think so. I'd be regulated to death. But the more liberal And the more crowded a city is, meaning the larger population centers where the the rents are out of control, taxes are out of control, it's homelessness and hopelessness at the top of the the heap. And I don't see it getting better unless we embrace godly principles and let godly people do the things that can prevent that, which is to feed the naked and clothe the – or feed the hungry and clothe the naked and things like that. Okay, but, hey, it's worse than Mexico City now in Oakland, California – But again, who's proposing real solutions like mine, Kurt? Who's running around trying to get philanthropists to build new cities and move these people to these cities with some very fundamental basic jobs and things? There's a lot that could be done, but who's going to spearhead it? How are you going to get it done? It's like the joke about building Noah's Ark. In in modern day, Noah would just sit down and cry because he wouldn't be able to get it done. The same principles apply here, Kurt. And I think that's the problem. And the answer is for government to get out of the way and let the free market work. All right. Any final tidbit on that one? Nope. All right. President Trump's anti-Semitism executive order, Star Parker, speaks out about it. Kurt?
2: That's right. And uh, Star Parker is one of our favorite authors. Uh, and uh, in this case, um, she says... Uh, It counters this uh, executive order uh, about anti-Semitism, counters two claims about MOVE that clarifies the Civil Rights Act. President Donald Trump has signed an important and timely executive order clarifying that prohibited activities covered by title, well, anyway, it goes through all this stuff, but She says, Star Parker says, the primary target here is our colleges and universities, according to the Anti-Defamation League. In 2017, acts of anti-Semitism had increased 57%. Uh, So, anyway, Star Parker uh, bringing out what she feels like is pretty important stuff. I didn't even know that the president had... uh, signed an executive order about this until I read this story, Sam. Well, and that just
1: proves the point. Good for Star Parker. Who reports uh, with her?
2: Well, I What's think the uh, this is a World Net Daily piece. Alright, so good for I World Remember Net right. Daily. Yeah.
1: Good for Star Parker. Good for us to bring it out. Donald doing more good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure we need an executive order, but hey, at least he's trying to do it just flies in the face that he's a racist, right? Anyway, all I'm telling you is we got to hear about this stuff, and the mainstream press won't tell you. That's why we're here. If you want to fund our efforts, if you believe we provide value to you, reciprocate, would you please? Donate today at libertyroundtable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the
5: Republic of the United States of America.